number two, like a poo. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's great to be back. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's official now. Yeah. I feel like once you've got to two, it's official. It's not just an experiment anymore. I can't believe how much time has passed, actually. Since the first one? Yeah. You know, it's October. It's like all the trees are orange and it's definitely getting a bit nippy. It is getting a bit nippy. Although when we recorded this podcast with Kim, it was still at the very tail end of summer because we were still going to the creek. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But it was like September, definitely September. But we had a nice September. It actually felt really warm in September. I I think September is my favorite month in the caribou. Really? Yeah, and October. It was a pretty good summer. I feel like we got a lot of really good days swimming and all that. We had a lot of good swimming days and we visited a lot of new places and new lakes because we were doing the whole local vacation thing, which yeah. I quite liked yeah. this year. It was really good. It was really good. Um, so this week you've got Kim, you've already mentioned it. So you've let the secret out of the bag. I did, but people will have already seen her name on the title, right? Right, right. <laughs> but yes, we have Kim Vance Lunsby with us. And if you haven't met her, you must meet her because she's one of the biggest treats and we love her. Yeah, it was really funny because, you know, we, we've we seen her around, right? Um, like a couple times. Yeah, and she's one of those people that you see around and you start interacting with her like you've known her forever. And that's the best kind of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, she's family. Yeah, that's exactly it. All right, so Kim. <laughs> I'm so, so happy that you're joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Well, you're fun. I try to be fun. And actually, I really feel like I, you're one of those people, like, I feel like I've known you for a long time, but I don't actually know you. Well, you know, so people have said that to me before because I kind of have my hands in lots of different projects and I'm online a lot with my work. So I think people... And my work and my life is really integrated. Yeah. So I think people do know me. <laughs> That's true. But I know, because I think the first time I ever saw you was at the Santa Claus photos at Remax. And you were just super chill and chatty. And I think I really loved the dress you were wearing. And I remember thinking, oh man, it feels like we've had this conversation like a million times before. <laughs> Well, I also still love that dress. And I was just looking at it this morning thinking that it's almost cold enough to wear it. Ooh, <laughs> um, was it a mustard color? Yeah, yes. mustard plaid. Oh, yes. I, you know, I still think about that dress to this day. <laughs> and I'm going to bring it out. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, one other place that I am, like, I follow you on Instagram. You're one of my faves to you know, there's selective people who you're like, oh, they've got a new story up. It's you. I always, <laughs> I always look at your stories because they're always fun. And you guys oh, are good. always at the park and always swimming. And I don't know how you make sure your kids are always having so much fun, but they, it looks like they've got the best life ever. 
Well, I try. I don't think they think that they're having fun all the time. I wish they did. <laughs> uh, we were at the creek today after school for a couple of hours oh, nice. because I felt like, wow, it's getting warm in the afternoons, but this is going to be like every day. I think it'll be the last day. Yeah. So we, every day we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> But you know what? Today, there were probably 10 kids out there. Really? Well, I think yeah. today was the last day. Maybe tomorrow. I think tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm clinging on. I'm clinging on to summer so hard. We don't have much fall in the caribou. It's I very know. it's very short. I think it's my favorite season here, though. Well, I always say that if I was ever to get married um, again, which I, I wouldn't, but I tell people who <laughs> might get married... That uh, if I was getting married in the caribou, I would get married in our shortfall because of the leaves changing and that one or two weeks where you look over the vistas and there are all the red and the orange and the yellows just all together. And all the grasses kind of turn like um, that kind of mustard color. And you know, I love mustard. (laughs) That's right. You can actually wear a mustard plaid dress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, I think that's why I love it so much. All the mustard. (laughs) Um, since we don't know you super personally yet, I'll always say to Joelle, oh, um, Kim and the caribou is doing this today. (laughs) I call you Kim and the caribou because that's your Instagram name. It's funny. I should really be capitalizing that. I should be using that somehow. Do other people know you as Kim and the caribou? I think that people who don't know me well do, because I think, I think people do follow me on there. And then, um, and then they, if they meet me later, they'll tell me, oh, you're Kim and the caribou. And they've known me like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I have no recollection of choosing that as an Instagram name. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, you could do it. You could do a podcast like me and call it Kim and the caribou. Yeah. Just about what I do in the caribou. I'm at the Creek every yeah, day. Yeah. It could actually be a reality show. <laughs> Just imagining. It's funny you say that because it's borderline going to be like that um, this winter because all my work has gone virtual, all my groups. And and so my group, all my groups are virtual and at my home with my family around. So (laughs) it is like a reality show. Is it super boisterous at home all the time with your three boys? Um. Yeah, it's outrageous. Like I, I tell people who are thinking they want to stay with us because they're coming through town. I, and I mean like good family, like my husband's brother, I tell them just so you know, it won't be like your home and it won't be relaxing and you won't get to sleep like past seven. And like, we can't stop it. Uh. <laughs> I just tell people like, if you're going to stay here, it's that's how it's going to be. And it, it, it does surprise people when they come and stay here. Well, it's times three. It's not just one boy, it's three. And they all seem to be pretty lively. They're all lively and it's three boys and we don't have a huge house. So we're all kind of together. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, I don't really understand how other people get their kids to just, um, I don't know, not jump on the couch or to (laughs) (laughs) not ride skateboards in the house and pogo (laughs) sticks and stuff. Like, I don't know how they do it because in our house, we just let our kids do that. And it's not that we like it. We don't like it. (laughs) So we live. But they're having such a good childhood. (laughs) Oh man, it's good times, my friend. Uh, so 
here at this podcast, we're all about um, just living the dream in the caribou. And I know you're all about that. And right now there's so much negative happening in the world. But I found that my experience here is so beautiful. And one thing I found in my job is that when you start talking to people, there's so many stories of resiliency and hope and happiness and people moving here for a better life and there's so much good happening in the caribou right now. And there are so many reasons to be cheerful. And that's what I'm here to focus on. So Kim, what are some of your reasons to be cheerful? Oh, I think I have countless reasons to be cheerful, really. I think where we live in the caribou for hundred mile house to be like, um, our little snow globe for half the year. Yeah. Feels like I sort of go through a five kilometer radius back and forth and I see the same faces. <laughs> I mean, there's times where I think I've got to go to Kamloops to yeah. <laughs> just prove to myself that I could get out of the snow globe. <laughs> but the reality is, is that it's a lot of security in that. And it's something that I did not have growing up, even though i still did grow up in a fairly small town. Um, I think there's a difference in just the geography of where we live, how we have these, uh, our, our communities are separated by a lot of land and by highways. Mm -hmm. And it's a different feel than a sprawling network of suburbs and small communities that don't really end. Yeah. I've always felt very secure and very safe in the eight years that I've lived here. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that that's a privilege because I, I've lived in places where it was not safe to just walk around with your kids and not be looking around you to see who's around you and checking your environment. Here I'm looking for friendly faces and people that I know and saying hello to people. I like it. I, and it's funny because a lot of people that I grew up with, um, when I, we first moved up here, boy, people thought you'll be back you won't last a year. <laughs> and <laughs> we didn't know what we would do, but we were willing to give it a try. But the things that I thought that I would miss that I know that we don't have, they, they just lost their value yeah. for me. Yeah. So, and I, what I didn't know was things like that, like this feeling of security just in where I live. Uh, that's not that's something that I ever really had. My Joelle is from England and we lived there. I lived there for seven years before uh, we moved here as well. And I know you, we have that in common. You and your husband aren't from the caribou. We're not from the caribou. He moved from another country. Joelle moved from another country. And mm -hmm. I know it's, um, you get used to walking down the street, not making eye contact with anybody. You don't say hello. There's a million different people trying to give you flyers on the street. <laughs> So you just learn to tune out the world around you. And when we first moved back to Canada, I found myself doing that. And Joelle saying things like, you're not being polite <laughs> to people. <laughs> like when the ladies in the store would say, can I help you with anything? I would just be like, nope. And I had to kind of turn my head because mm -hmm. that's what I was so used to doing. I almost had to like retrain my brain to be like a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> that knows how to live in a small town where everyone knows each other. And I value that so much now. Yeah, I think that right now in the circumstances that we're in, just globally, I seriously cannot think of a place that we could be uh, more secure and uh, safer and more comfortable than where we live. 
I completely agree. And isn't that what it is to be content and to be happy and be cheerful or wake up every day with a bounce in your step is to feel like you are exactly where you're supposed to be or where you want to be. Yeah. I think that's a real privilege. I don't think everybody feels that way. No, you're so Especially right. not right now. I, it's like the perfect mix of still being around people, but having your own space enough to feel safe. There's so much physical space here and so much green space. And I think even as we go into the winter months now, um, our particular weather we have here, this is another thing I'll just say this too, like having grown up on in the lower mainland where our winters are really mild, hardly any snow, but it rains a lot. Like mm-hmm. it rains at least part of the day, almost every day for months and months on end. And I like the rain. Like I listen to rain sounds at night. I like it. And I like rainy days, mm-hmm. but it's interesting living now in a climate that has a winter that is so sunny. Yes. I didn't know what I was missing. (laughs) (laughs) These sunny days with blue skies and the white snow. And how lucky are we that this winter, like everybody in the world is talking about spending this winter inside, Yeah, you know, and cold and flu season. And are we going to have to be spending more time indoors again, like we did in the spring? But I don't see that as something that's going to happen here because we have so much room and yeah, we have a lot of snow and yeah, it's cold, but I, I still would say that we have a very mild winter in the sense that our outdoors are so accessible. Yeah. And we we usually just sit at like minus 10 ish, right? For yeah. the majority of it. It's pleasant. I love it. Yeah, and, it <laughs> and if you cross country ski, you're practically just wearing a hooded sweatshirt because you're hot. Right. <laughs> oh, Kim, I know. Tell <laughs> I know that you are like a big presence with the cross country ski scene here in town and I've never been. Well, you'll have to come this year. I know. And you know, uh, the first couple of years we lived up here, we didn't go up there. We didn't even drive up there. Like we didn't know how far away the club was or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I can't remember what brought us up there, but we thought, wow, how could this be so close to town and so cheap and so easy and I had never done it before. So it took me a good season to just not be falling all over the place and feel more confident, but it really transformed our experience living here because I think for the first couple of years, we were sort of enduring the winter months Mm -hmm. and we were waiting for the summer, which we loved up here. Um, but now that we cross country ski, now I'd say that we love the summer. Like, you know, we're at the Creek every day. Like mm-hmm. we are always out swimming and enjoying that, but then we're equally as excited to go into the winter season because that's our ski season, which is a whole nother vibe. And because of my family, I'm going to take credit for this. The club might disagree, but I'm going to take credit for it. We now have a uh, polks. You can rent pull willow. Oh, so it cross country skiing is one of the only activities you can do with, with an infant. And with a toddler because you can pull them. Oh, that sounds like fun and a lot of work. <laughs> it is, but they fall asleep yeah. right away and you just get to listen to podcasts oh. <laughs> like this one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Don't go away. We'll be right back with the Hello Dream Living podcast. Wow, it's really amazing. I think I've only been skiing I've lived here for five years, and I think I've only been like once. And that wasn't even while you lived here. That was when we were visiting, before we moved here. And that was downhill skiing. 
to be fair, I've only been cross-country skiing once in my life, and I think I was probably like 13 years old. Right. And we did it with school in like three feet of snow, and it was like the worst thing ever. <laughs> but um, Kim tells me that's not how it's supposed to be. Well, she makes it sound like a lot of fun. Well, she does, and she said, like, you've got to be on groomed trails and stuff. Right. And she was talking about a polk, a polk. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. Well, I had to Google it too. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I, well, I guess it's just a a thing you carry, uh, your baby or supplies, right, in behind you right. while you ski. Right. Okay. Okay. I so, get that. Yeah. Wow. It's probably a really good workout. I think it. I think it is. I've already been planning it in my head. I think I'd like to make this my winter, my winter activity, like my main winter activity this year. Yeah. Are you in? Um, I'm not. <laughs> Come on. You might be on your own with this one. With the polk yeah, with and willow. The, yeah. <laughs> She's really nice. Yeah, we like her. And, you know, it's that same thing again. Like, it feels like you know her. Yeah. Yeah. It was such an easy conversation with her. I just love talking to her. Um... I have to really laugh every time I think of you. I actually think about this story very often. Oh, how did it even come up? You said something so funny about how your husband... <laughs> <laughs> that when he moved here, when he moved here, he didn't think that sports oh, shoes should be worn yeah. outside of a gym. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Okay, so when I, this is funny. This is supposed to show how you change so much over time, hey? <laughs> so when I met my husband in 2004, I guess, and he was living in Sweden. So um, he he thought like you, like a person should wear athletic gear to go and exercise. But if you were like in daily living, like you're just going to go to the store, <laughs> you would wear casual clothes that were... Um, like a different look, right? Not athletic yeah. gear, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, which is funny because in Canada we don't quite have that level. Maybe in urban settings, but probably not even. <laughs> yeah. But Swedes, Swedes are very stylish. Yeah. People. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like fast forward to you know 2020. So here we are, and. For sure. Most of his shoes are boots are from the share shed, <laughs> whatever we can find. And he is totally confident about it. I love that so much. Okay. How many years have you guys been here now? Six years? Eight. Eight years. So Joel has another three years to catch up to that mindset because he's still not there. Maybe he's like starting to lean towards it, but he's still like, will like cut his hair. <laughs> before we go out every time and make sure he's looking nice. <laughs> well, we need people in town that do that to keep us all in check. <laughs> I don't know. I remember when we first moved to Canada and he saw people in the grocery store with their pajamas. He's like, yeah. what is this what? place? <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, and now so like to come even from where we were living in Vancouver and uh, in White Rock and then to come up here. Yeah. Um, I always feel like when I go down to White Rock to see my girlfriends that I grew up with, it doesn't matter what I wear. I can have bought brand new clothes and have gotten a haircut right before I go. And I feel like I'm like pig pen in the cartoons and I have like <laughs> dust cloud above me and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's how I feel every time I drive to the coast in our car. Everyone has like such clean cars and ours is like chipped windscreen. <laughs> Dirt everywhere. Oh Bugs my goodness. all over the lights. I know. <laughs> it's just proof that we're having fun up here. <laughs> Do you know what else though? This is the thing that I love about it. I, I wouldn't go back in a second because... um to the way that I used to feel about like mm-hmm. how I presented myself or what I needed to get do to get ready to go out in the day. Mm-hmm. Because I think now I, I'm able to kind of operate within my world in a super authentic way. Yeah. And that makes everything that I do so much easier mm-hmm. because now I don't have to worry um, or be concerned about, you know, what people think about the, whatever image I'm putting forward. Because um, you're just being you. Yeah. And, and, and they're looking at me more for what I say or the work that I do rather than what I, what I'm presenting as in a visual sense. Well, even though you say that I did first notice you because of your outfit. What was, <laughs> oh, the, the mustard dress. The mustard dress. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I love it very much. <laughs> I don't know though how many women would wear a plaid mustard maxi dress in Sweden. Oh, well, yeah, that is a very caribou vibe, but in the best way possible. <laughs> All plaid every day. <laughs> I like it. So I have a particular question for you. Your husband is from Sweden, right? Mm-hmm. So did he move from Sweden straight to the Caribou? So we, um, my family lived in White Rock. So I, I lived there with him for a year and then we came back to the coast and we lived there for, um, I guess it would be five years. We lived right. on the coast together and uh, he went back to university and mm. I was in university. So we did that together down there. And throughout those years, we were starting to brew on this idea of, um, what if we could live somewhere more affordable? And we both love, we both loved camping and outdoor stuff. So we were willing to, uh, move somewhere that had more access to that. And it was still really scary for us because neither one of us had ever lived in a small town at all. So what's funny actually is that we moved out to Mission from Vancouver to see if we could live in a small town, which I find funny now because <laughs> people funny. would say yeah. Mission is like <laughs> not, nothing like 100 Mile, right? <laughs> not quite. It's a good stepping stone. Oh yeah. It, and and it was, it was a good hour and a half from all of our friends and family. So it was sort of showing us, can we live in a different community than the people that we know? And yeah. we loved it there. We really liked it there. And we considered uh, staying there, but at, that was in 2011. And at that time, our son was a baby. He was one and uh, we were working and it felt like it was always going to be a struggle. And I just, in my heart felt like one, I thought I might not be able to afford to have another baby if I stay down here, because I will have to work really hard to pay a mortgage on a house here. I, like I, I'll just have to. Um, and then also I just like, sounds kind of bad, but I also just didn't want to work that hard. It felt like we had already worked hard enough in our life that we deserved more than that. And that we were going to have to work so hard to not have that much. Yeah. And so we decided that we would just go wherever he could get a job. And he's, he's a social worker. 
you know, working for government, you can work anywhere in the province. So we were going to, we were willing to go anywhere, (laughs) anywhere that he would get hired. We were going to move there. And we at the time thought, um, well, we'll go anywhere for a year. And if we hate it, then we can just leave and he can get a job in a different town or go back or whatever. And after a year of living here, um, we were like, why not here? We should just stay here. Like what else? Why would we go somewhere else? Like this place seems to have all the things we would be looking for. And at that time, we still didn't really know very many people outside of work. And we weren't really involved in anything. Our son was really little. He was only two and a half. And uh, we bought our house and just kind of decided like, this is where we're going to start to put down roots. And when we did that, that's when we started to get to know people and become more involved in the community because I think we felt like we're staying And you guys have poured into this community like so much. I love it. You really are everywhere. Your family is everywhere. I think part of it is that we really believe that if you want things in the community that you want to do or you want to have available for your kids, you have to put in. Yeah. Otherwise, those things aren't going to be there. I get feedback because I work with families a lot and I get feedback from some other moms sometimes where they think like, how come you're able to do so much? And like, I, I feel like I like feel like I should be able to do more because you're doing so much, but I think people have to keep in mind that, um, for one thing I work part-time so that I can volunteer. That's a big thing. So I only work, I only work 20 hours a week. So, um, and I work a really flexible job and I work from home most of the time. So I do that on purpose. I could work full time. I don't because I want to put in volunteer time to things that I'm interested in because I like it and it's important to me. I feel like I could talk to you forever and I feel like we should hang out. We should definitely hang out. And tonight I made the curry again. You did? Yes. It's just part of my staples now. Okay. Let me say this to anybody who's listening. On Instagram, I saw Kim and the caribou making some Trinidadian dishes. And I got really excited because my husband, Joel, is Trinidadian and we eat a lot of Trinidadian food here at home. And every time we go to Vancouver, we go to the Trinidadian store and stock up on all the essentials. And so I had to quickly write to her. And uh, I think the next day I was delivering some Trinidadian curry to her house and it just felt so right. (laughs) And exactly. So this is, these are things that make me cheerful. That I, that we're safe enough and we're friendly enough and open enough in this town. To just take a baggie of unmarked curry powder from a stranger. (laughs) And I fed it to my children. Many times. Oh man, that makes me laugh. No, that made me really happy. And you're exactly right. That's one of the reasons I love living in a place like this so much. It's, it brings the joy for sure. Thank you for including me in your podcast. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Take care, my friend. Bye. Thanks to Kim Vance Lensby for chatting with us today. Follow her on Instagram at Kim in the Caribou and be charmed just like we were. The Hello Dream Living podcast is hosted by me, Sally Dunton and Joel Dunton. The Hello Dream Living podcast is produced by Caribou Studios in partnership with Templeway Collective.